Welcome. We believe the message you're about to listen to will greatly impact your life richly. Remain blessed as you listen. to stay with me and sister Noma please stay with me is that leaving the oven on you know if you want to bake cake there's a temperature that oven will reach for the cake to be properly baked you can mix your flour you can put the egg you can put everything if it doesn't reach that temperature what you will bring out is a wasted product there are people who bake in the house so leave the fire on Let's take our seat. I don't want you to lose focus. Thank you very much, ma. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you very much for the opportunity given to come and echo the message that the Lord has given to you. I'm going to take my text from the book of Revelations, chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Book of Revelations, chapter 1, is a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. I want you to be in the spirit. Today is the Lord's day. I don't want you to be distracted. I know many of us are in love with our phones. And um, we think something will happen to us. If you don't touch it every five minutes, nothing will happen to you. Put it down. Put it down. If you are not in the spirit, you will not catch the rhythm of the spirit. It's not every time the spirit shouts. His voice is usually in whispers. And if you are too occupied, distracted, you will not hear. The nature of fire is that fire can be all over a house and touch some people and leave some people. Stay connected, please. Stay connected. Stay connected. You can be one of the eggs under the mother hen waiting to be incubated. 
But if you are not in the proper place, if you are always rolling away, always rolling away, text messages rolling you away, Facebook rolling you away, you want to show the world that you are in church, rolling you away, TikTok rolling you away, leave it. If you don't receive enough eat, you will be good for nothing. Eggs that are not properly incubated, nobody can eat them, they can never become chicken. Growing up, we always throw them away. Rotten smell. Bible says, you are the salt of the earth. He said, but if the salt loses its sabot, wherewith shall it be used? He said, it will be good for nothing that to be thrown away and trampled under the foot of men. No wonder our Christianity is not commanding anything. We are never patient to stay. To stay in the place where the Lord is cooking us. Let's go back to the text, please. Saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. So the owner of the house, the head of the church, he who is Alpha and Omega, he said to John, who was tuned into the channel of heaven, he said, what I'm about to show you, what you see, write it in a book so that it will not be lost. This writes as a testimony. Write it to the churches in Asia. Write it to them. That it will not be said that I did not document my dealings with them. That I did not document my warnings to them. Write to them. Write to Ephesus. That church that forgot his first love. The backsliding church. Write to her. What they wrote to her, she did not keep. That church is gone today. It's a right to Smyrna. That church was a persecuted church. It was in the place where there was a lot of tension. And you would think that persecution will refine it to make it stronger. Of course, each time the Lord wrote to all those churches, he gave them a resume of their work. He said, I know your works. And he begins to explain to them. Then he said, I have something against you. These are the areas for improvement. And he will then give them a counsel. Do one, two, three. If you do it, then he will give them a promise. He said, to those who overcome, I will give you one, two, three. And he will finish. He said, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. But they will not hear. We have developed itching ears. We want to hear other people, not the master of the house. We want to hear what the world is saying, not what the Lord is saying to the church. That church was gone. It's a right to Pegamos, a church that was full of compromise. A little here, a little there. It said that church was full of the spirit of Balaam, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. It's a right to them. The way they are going, they will soon be gone. They did not listen, they were gone. Give me the scripture. It's a right to Thyatira. A very corrupt church. He said in that church, the leader was Jezebel. He said the leader, she calls herself a prophetess, but I call her an adulterer. So says the scripture. So says the master who marks the scripture and says, I know thy works. He said this woman corrupted the church. Thyatira is gone. It's a right to Sardis. Right to them. They are dead, but they think they are alive. Write to them. Give them these warnings. 
Tell them I'm at the door. I will come and take away your lobster. You are dead. Preserve the little that is left. They will not hear. They did not listen. They are gone. It's a right to Philadelphia. Not the one in Pennsylvania. It's a right to Philadelphia. They are a faithful church. Their strength is little, but they have kept my word. They have done what is right. I was checking the scripture whether the Lord will find a fault with them. He didn't mention a fault. He just gave them a warning. He said, be faithful to the end. Hold fast that which you have. Hold it fast. He knows that there is a time that will come that because they want to hold something else, they will drop their hold on the word of God. Now we want to lay our hands on many things. And then we are living the word of God. We are living the fellowship of the brethren. We are living the place of incubation, the place of discipleship. Philadelphia, described as faithful, has been overrun. He said, write to the seventh church, the one in Laodicea, write to them. What he wrote to them is the focus of our message today. On Wednesday, our mother in the Lord started a series in the leadership training service. And she called that series, The Things God Hates. And we took one of those things that God hates. We focused on pride. Today we want to look at another thing that God hates. God hates lukewarmness. Can you turn to your neighbor and preach with me? Look at them in the face. Mean what you say. And say, God hates lukewarmness. If you have another neighbor, turn to them. He said, God hates lukewarmness. Run with me to the book of Revelations. Turn further. Let's see the focused letter in chapter 3. You can start from verse 14. Chapter 3, start from verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. And God is a God of order. He wants to write to a people, he will write to the head that he puts there. The angel of the church is the pastor of the church. And he has written to our mother and the Lord, who is the angel of this church. So I'm just a reader. If you like, this message is an announcement. And I'm doing it in partnership with media and with the musicians. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, These things says the Amen. Faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God. Next verse. I know your works. From time to time, I'll come back to this scripture. It says, you don't need to tell me about your works. I know you people are very sophisticated. You know how to make a case. How to defend what you are doing, including what another person is doing. How you come to a meeting and take credit for the effort of another person. How you bloat your reports. He said, I know your works. You don't need to tell me your works. I know your works. Give me back that scriptures. That you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. He said, you love such life. You don't want it too cold. You don't want it too hot. You want it lukewarm. Lukewarm is the blend of cold and hot. I don't want to be very worldly, so I put just one leg in the world 
At the same time, I don't want them to call me Spirit Coco. So I pulled the other leg in the church. So on Friday, when they are doing their thing, I'm there. When we are at the club, I'm doing this. I'm there. So that the people do not think that this Christianity has entered my head. Then on Saturday, when we go to the beach with our bikini, I'm there. When we camp with people we are not married with over the weekend, in the name of a program we are doing at the beach, I'm there. So that they will not think that I'm not part of the group that is happening. And we shamefully still post those pictures. No shame, we put it on our status. We want to belong. But, but Friday, Saturday is gone. Now it's time to leave their hands on the sanctuary. So on Sunday morning, I also come. I'm there. And when people are worshipping, and worship is intense, I want to show my Friday and Saturday gang that I'm in church this morning. I've resumed for a church shift. So I'm doing Insta Live that they may see how I'm worshipping. You are not worshipping God. It's not God you are worshipping. He said, God is spirit. Those who must worship him, we worship in spirit and in truth. Where did you find phone there? Lift up holy hands, but we lift up our iPad. And we lift up our iPhone so that the world may see that we are worshiping. It's not God you are worshiping. It's those who are following your line. We are not the first to start it. There was a group of people who after being fed with bread by the Savior, on the day he rode triumphantly into Jerusalem, on that beautiful Palm Sunday, there was a carnival. They love carnival. We love carnival. So they joined. You will think that they are following the Lord. It's carnival. If church does not have entertainment, it's not church enough for them. They said there's just something about that church. It doesn't connect with me. It's not to connect with you. It's for you to connect with him. The worship is not for you. I don't like the worship. It's not offered to you. It's offered to him. It's not your worship. And on Saturday, when they crucified him, oh, those same people, I talked about Friday earlier, like the Friday they are in the club. There were a group of people on Friday. They joined the group that said crucify him. They ate bread. They joined the carnival. They put their palm fronts and cloth on the floor. But on Friday, they said crucify him. Kill him, kill him. His own is too much. Kill him. When people were mocking him on Saturday, they were there mocking him. Those pictures you post on Saturdays, you are mocking him. You are joining them to mock him. Bible says, don't be like them who have a form of godliness on Sunday, but they deny the power thereof all through the week. Say, don't be like them. It's mockery. And that's why the world doesn't respect us. Because it's the same you. We will see you in part one, we will see you in part two. How will you tell me there's a new life in Christ? How? And on Sunday, we'll still be here. No, now. That's not how it's supposed to be. He said, don't do like that. Cold and hot. Stay somewhere. Let's know where to send the missile. If you want to be cold, be cold. Let us know that when we want to go and save people who are sinners, we will be, you will be among the target of people who will come to meet. If you are hot, be hot. So that we will, you will be in the group of people that will go out to evangelize. 
But you are in the middle. Middle? Bad place. Because when we say those who like to give their life to Christ, they will never raise their hand. Because they are in the middle. Lukewarm. Never. You say, let us go to so-so-so place and do evangelism. They will not join. They don't have enough fire. Imagine if they join and their Friday night customer now sees them. So they will not go. Give me the next verse, please. He says, so then, because you are lukewarm, be neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This is a very, very dangerous scripture. He warned us, I said, choose one. If you are cold, I will put you in the oven. You will get fire. If you are hot, I will send you out as my instrument to set others on fire. You are in between. There is no use for you. No. In between us, don't find a use in the hand of God. It's like somebody who thought they went to school and did not finish. If you talk to them, they say, I'm not an illiterate. But because of half education, they cannot learn any other thing. What they know will prevent them from knowing what they need to know. That's what happens to people who are in the middle. You talk about anything in scripture, they know it. Or they have read it. So it doesn't enter. The word doesn't gain entrance. Their hearts have been seared with hot iron. They are past feeling. We need to be past feeling to be living that kind of double life. Isn't it? He said, I have no use for those that will not make up their mind where they want to be. They prefer to sit on the fence. They are the ones that the bullet will hit first. He said, I will vomit you out. And I've heard many people say it. Once you are saved, you are forever saved. Yes. But Jesus said, I will vomit you out. I have put you inside of me. But because I can't use you, I will vomit you out so that you go back to the process. I love you. But I will put you back in the oven that you'll get some heat. I put too much work into this cake than to have something that is neither cake nor flour. So I will put you back in the oven. I will throw you out. He said, this is my verdict. But the people don't think that the Lord is right. Give me the next verse. He said, because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing. This is the problem. The master of the house has come to assess his work. He started with, I know your works. Don't teach me your works. I can see it. You have been so deluded, you see something else. I know what I see. I'm the one that will mark your script. It's not you. He said, the Lord knows those who are his. Not those who are the Lord's. Know that they belong to him. Yes, you belong to him. If he doesn't think you belong to him, you are wrong. He cannot be wrong. You won't be the one to do the work and appraise yourself. Appraiser says you are wrong. It takes humility to take the appraiser's feedback. The people have a different view of themselves. 
The church in Laodicea has a different idea. The church in Abuja has a different idea. For as far as we are concerned, how do I know that the Lord is with me and I am with the Lord? Except by these riches. So they said to the Lord, I am rich. Go around this city. Beautiful houses. Many of them uninhabited. Big men, government workers, big politicians, street looking like Dubai. Except if you go to the left, my right hand side like this. Everywhere looking good. The cabs, well done. You take pictures, it looks mercurial. We are rich. This is the seat of power and corrupt money. We have it. We are rich. They said to the master, You are rich? They said, No, we are not just rich. He said, we increase in goods. Give me back that scripture. And he said, we have become wealthy. Meaning, we didn't just make money. We are making progress as we are making money. What else can prove that the Lord is with us? They've forgotten what the apostle said to Bishop Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He says, some they think that the proof of godliness is the gain you have. He said, no. You have reversed it. Like you reverse every other thing. He said, contentment and godliness. He said, that is what is great gain. Not just having gain equal to godliness. He said, gain is not the same thing as godliness. For this church, they got it wrong. As far as they are concerned, as, in as much as I'm gaining riches, I'm becoming wealthier, then I'm godly. He said, no, you are not. We don't have need of anything. They, they told the master, he said, but you say, because he listens to what they say. He said, but you say, I have no need for anything. I am sufficient. Look at our buildings. Look at our auditorium. Look at our healing centers. Look at our CSR projects. It doesn't matter where we get the funding for it. But look at it. See the results. Does this not show godliness? Look at our footprints online where we do programs. See the thousands of people that join. Are we not making progress? We are the ones that cause traffic when we do our program. Can't you see there is results? We have no need of anything. If you talk about the word, we've got it. Good music, we've got it. Good stage lights, we've got it. Good cameraman, we have it. Good write-up, we have it. Our testimony is on point. Come and see your self-communion. We do it with excellence. We have no need of anything. We know the word. Come to our Bible school. You'll be trained. We have it all. He said, yes, you do have it all. But you got it all wrong because your priorities are warped. You got it all wrong. That in my mercy I give you riches does not mean that this is the only thing I have to offer. I want to give you me. Not my things. I have many things. 
If you follow me, you will find riches. If you follow me, you will find honor. If you follow me, you will find strength. If you follow me, you will find wisdom. If you follow me, you will find power. If you follow me, you will find a blessing. But these are things of God, not God. You have shifted your focus from the things you can get. You only follow me for the bread. As much as you have the bread, you think that you are on my good books. You are not. You are not. Bible says the Lord is good to all his creatures. Good to all his creatures. There are certain things he gives us because we are part of his creatures. And then we take those things and stop our pursuit. Actually, maybe it was never him we were pursuing. We are sorry. We know that we told you when we came to ask you to follow Jesus. What we were pushing is come to Jesus and it will solve all your problems. It is true. But that's not his interest. The question is why is he solving your problem? He's solving your problem that you can become a solution to other people's problems. That you can go out to the street and say, I am a witness. I testify that he can change lives. Not for you to hoard what he has given you and sit there and say, I got it. You got nothing. We told you if you follow Jesus, that childlessness will end. It is true. It gives people children. But why does it give people children? He said, me and my children, we are for signs and wonders. We are supposed to be a signpost pointing people to Jesus. But I get my children and they become the excuse why I stop pursuing him. Wrong. Wrong. I get the wisdom. I pursue him. He said, come to me. Come and get wisdom for me. And I come and he opens my head like he opened the head of Daniel. And I know the things that are not taught in the natural. I can pick somebody's dreams and interpretation. I can write and rewrite and interpret a language that is not taught on earth. And I built a monument around it and said, this is it. We die here. And I stopped my pursuit. He said, you are wrong. You are wrong. Just because you can do all those great and lofty things doesn't mean that you are still with me. I know thy works, that you are neither cold nor hot. It's always in the middle. And I get your middle. It's the middle of compromise. So that they will not label you. So that they will not cancel you online. So let me play safe. Nobody plays safe and gets to heaven. Read your scriptures. Read it. He put the fearful and adulterers, he put them in the same place. They will not enter. Why? To please God, you must have faith. Hmm? He says, those who come to him must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But before then, he said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six. So, to act in faith is to be courageous and take a position. It's fear that makes us to stay in the middle. So, if they shout very well, yeah, I will join them. I say, you know, I'm part of you. I've always been here. We are the sympathizers of those who denigrate the name of Jesus Christ. Once they start to insult a pastor online, your comments will be one of the top rated comments. Including the things you know and the things you don't know, you go there and say, you will never say when the pastor woke up in the night and drove two hours to come and meet you to do something for you in the night that you couldn't do for yourself. Your child had fallen sick and the demons have oppressed the child and the child has now fainted in the night. 
and you didn't know what to do, you called pastor. Pastor drove from Guarimpa and came to Guagualada. You will never say it. On the fence. This is not the way. He said, you have got it all wrong. I have no need of anything. What are they going to teach in Sunday school? Where will I go? See, Sunday school is not meant for children. I have no need of what they are doing there. Just wait. In 10 years' time, your children, they will not know any word of us in this scripture. They will not know it. Because you show them that lukewarmness is the way of life. Hi. And God be merciful. God be merciful. He said, the person who causes one of these little ones to err, he said it would have been better. Parents, he said it would have been better you were not born than to cause any one of these little ones to err. Because all they see you do is flipping from one Netflix series to another. I'm not saying don't watch. I'm saying are you edifying yourself and edifying those who are watching you? Because it's not just what you are watching that is the message. You that are watching it, you are a message to them. They never see you sit down and watch a good message. They never see you carry your Bible. When it's time to go to church, they know that you are the best manufacturer of excuses. Ah, the sun is too hot on this Sunday morning. Let's join online. And you join online two minutes. After joining online, you just see uh, English Premier League. They just give you updates. So, 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 person has scored a goal. That's the end of that online. You are deceiving yourself. It's not God. He said, I know your works. You want to mark attendance. So when pastor is checking who and who came to church today, they say you came. You will never come at the beginning. You will sneak in when the message is about to finish. And just after offering, before we can say Jack Robinson, we see the back of your head at the gate. Say, I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot. You don't want commitment. Anything more than one hour in church is too much. But three hours on the phone. Ah, okay, I must watch the next episode. Because the way they finish that last episode, the next one will be a banger. It will be a banger. I must see it. Before you know it, you've done 12 hours. Cumulative. Cumulative. Read one verse of scripture. 20 minutes, you are still back on verse 1. Verse, because your mind was never there. Wake up and pray. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. I know your works. That you don't think prayer is serious. I know your works. You think you don't need the word. You have enough. He said, but you are wrong. Give me back that verse. The Lord said to them, you are wrong. Give me back that scripture. He said, what you don't know is that you are wretched. Miserable. And poor. Let's even stay there first. I thought this church in this verse, they said, we have riches. Laodicea said, we are wealthy. We don't lack nothing. We got it all. Our aces are standing. There are some in the roof. See our car park. See our nest building. Isn't the Lord good? 
let us camp like this. Let us check out of this process. After all, if we finish the process, what else are we going to get? It's not glory and riches and wealth. We have it. Let us stop the pursuit. Say, no. You are actually wretched. Wretched is a very deep word. We don't use it for regular poor people. We use it for the poorest of the poor. Say, actually, you are wretched. Wretched. Miserable. I'm poor. So, what could be wrong? I think I'm wealthy, rich, and lacking nothing. He thinks I'm wretched, miserable, and poor. One of us is seeing the wrong thing. I don't know who you think is wrong. But the Bible says, let God be true and let all men be liars. So we are the ones that are wrong. If he says you are wretched, you are wretched. If he says you are miserable, you are miserable. If he says you are poor, you are poor. It doesn't matter what you are seeing. Actually, he told us why they didn't see well. Give me back that verse. He said, wretched, miserable, poor, blind. They were blind. All along, they were not seen. So, if a blind man is arguing with you, this thing is red, it's red, it's red. Pity him. Don't argue with him. He doesn't know. Or somebody sold him a lie. He said, the reason you are calling this nonsense riches is because you are blind. You can't see well. What I reckon to be riches is not what you call riches. What I reckon to be wealth is not what you call wealth. What you call sufficiency outside of me is insufficiency because without me you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me you can do nothing. Who told us a lie? Laodicea, who told you a lie? Give me Jeremiah chapter 9. Give me verse 23. Lord help me. Aha, that's it. Thus says the Lord, let the wise man let not let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man Glory in his might. Not let the rich man glory in his riches. Oh. So here he's not saying you don't have what you think you have. He said, don't glory in it. No, no. You're still going to give me the next verse. You're going to give me verse 24. I know you think you have some might. He said, pause. Before you go to the streets and be carrying your broad shoulders. He said, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Say before you start branding yourself as the richest man around. I got riches, I got wealth, I lack nothing. He said, relax. Don't do it. Why? Give me verse 24. He said, but I want us to read together. Everybody, one, two, three, go. But let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, 
judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. I don't delight in what you call your riches. Because it's all dollar, it's all paper. Can I tell you something about money? Money only has value because there are people. And the devil has so much deceived us that we cannot see the connection. You don't believe me. Let's say CBN, the vaults where they store all the dollars. They give you the key to the wheel and they give you the code to the door. And you enter all the dollars in Nigeria. But rapture has taken place. And all the people in the world, except you, were raptured. What is the use of the money? Answer me. What will you buy? From whom will you buy it? Who will you oppress with it? Who will you impress with it? Where will you take it to when you die? Say, stop looking on the nonsense. This thing is nonsense. What you call riches is nonsense. We brought nothing into this world and certainly can take nothing out. But we will not agree. We are always wiser than him. Say, that's not what I call riches. What I call riches is that you understand me and that you know me and that you know my attributes. That you know my attributes and that you resemble me for the raising a godly people. That you resemble what you see there. See, that's what I call riches. He said, for in this does the Lord delight. Not in your dollars, not in your pounds, not in your degrees, not in your children, not in your cars, not in your role at work, not in your businesses, not in your popularity, not how many people are following you online. But in this do I delight. Blesses the man who doesn't sit, who doesn't stand, who doesn't walk with the ungodly, with the people who are sinners, with people who mock the Lord. He said, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's what counts. He said, knowing me is what counts, not having what belongs to me. Yes, gold is mine and silver is mine also. But I want to give you me, not mine. In reaching me, you have access to mine. But in chasing mine, the devil will trick you because he can replicate it and give you the counterfeit. If you think money ritual is not working, why are people still doing it? It's working. Counterfeit. But they do it at the detriment of their soul. So if that's all you chase, another person can give you. Oh, if it is wisdom you chase, you can get it elsewhere. But if it's me, you will get this. Matthew 6, 33. says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things will be added. Let's go back to our anchor scripture. He said, but you, he said, you are wretched. You are miserable. You are poor. You are blind and naked. Blind and naked. 
This is my diagnosis of you. Oh, church of Laodicea. I know you see something else, but this is what I see. I that knows your works, that cannot be bribed, that cannot be deceived by your fanciful reports. This is what I see. Give me the next verse. But in the characteristic fashion of the Lord, he never stops at giving you diagnosis of the problem. He offers you solution. But you must take step to use the solution. He said, I don't command you. I counsel you. And this is where the problem is. This is why the other church is failed. This is why this church too failed. This church of the Laodicea. This is why the Ottoman talks have run them down and have built mosques where these churches used to be. They didn't listen to this counsel. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. I know you don't like it. But something that comes from it will bless you. Something that comes from the fire will bless you. You're the fire, and I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. You're the fire, and I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume. Here fire, and I am the sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. You're the fire, and I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me. the fire becomes intense, we want to bail out. <laughs> he said, Lord, this is getting too hot. I didn't bargain for this life. Because he begins to give you instruction. As the fire is rising, he begins to give you instruction. He said, get up. Get up in the night. Get up. Get up and pray. Get up and watch. He said, Lord, this fire is getting too much. I want to bail out. You have not become sacrifice. Oh, no. No. I want you hot not cold. He said, before for you to get hot, you will go through the process. Everyone I ever used, everyone I ever made a sign post, I took them through the process. They passed my quality assurance test. I won't change the rules for you. No, I won't. I won't. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 It said I'm not worthy to unlatch The latches of the shoes Of the one Who baptizes with the Holy Ghost And with fire He said I baptize you with water Some of us want to stop at the water level It will not work by the grace of God, we did water baptism here yesterday. And we're telling them, water baptism is not the only baptism. There is a baptism of fire. Fire! You can
cannot be hot until you have been touched with fire. Isaiah shouted in Isaiah chapter 6. I want to go. They said, you cannot go like this. He said, somebody flew and took part of the coals on the altar and touched his mouth. Fire must touch you if you must speak for him. Otherwise, you'll be too afraid to open your mouth. They are doing wrong around you. You will be there and say, mm. You say, mm. You cannot talk because you don't have fire. Once the fire starts getting hot, you want to run away. They say, come and waste upon the Lord. You want to run away. You don't want fire. Without fire, you cannot go far. I don't know what you were told. But when he sent them out, he first said, wait, wait, wait in Jerusalem. Wait until you be endured with power from on high. Wait, and you shall be my witnesses. And thou shalt receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When the Holy Ghost came, he came as cloven tongues of fire and sat on each one until you experience that you are not ready for this Christian journey. Your willpower cannot do it. Oh, you grew up in church. You know all the rules. You cannot keep the rules. Ask people in the Old Testament. That's why they failed. That's why the Holy Ghost came. You are the fire. And I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. Hey, you are the fire. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. Revive, Lord. Revive, Lord. Let eternal river flow in your church once again. Let eternity be River flow. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, can you rise to pray? Can you rise to pray? Me and Akobaya, can you raise your hand like somebody who wants to receive fire? Say, Lord God, let your fire come upon my life. I am tired of this lukewarm Christianity. I am tired of not having proof. Lord, baptize me with fire. Baptize me with fire. Baptize me with fire. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. If you desire, then the fire will come. If you desire the fire, the fire will come. The fire will come. You cannot do it with your will. River flow. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, let eternity be real. Elohim, I don't know. Elohim, I don't know. Elohim, I don't know. Elohim, I don't know. 
bring destruction that takes it from the place of fire. Let there be a separation. Let there be a separation. Let there be a separation. In the name of Jesus, your altar is in fire. Your altar is in fire. Your altar is in fire. Garakena Barosanea. Barakata Venezia. Bacopenia Tosele. Roca Takayanas. Godino Shubalate. Let's finish this message together while standing. Give me back that verse. Marakataya. The oven is still going on. Don't disconnect. Don't disconnect. Keep playing that. Marakataya. No, go to that revelations. I counsel you to buy gold refined in the fire that you may be rich, truly rich, truly rich, that you may understand and know me. This is what I call true riches. And take white garments. Take white garments. You think you need nothing? You need white garments because you are naked. The whole world sees it. You are the only one that doesn't see it. They laugh at you because you have become a shadow of yourself. When you began, if you stand in your house and say, Thus says the Lord, it happens. But now you say, Thus says the Lord. Even the dog in your house is, is barking. And say, see the one talking. You think we did not see you when you went in with her and we saw four shoes outside and the door was locked. You think we did not see you? We saw you. You saw you. You thought nobody saw you. But he who sits on high, he saw you. And the spiritual realm saw you. We know you don't have authority. We know. You may be a priest like Zechariah. Chapter 3, verse 1 talks about the priest Joshua. He said, but you are clothed with filthy rags. You are wearing a filthy garment. No wonder the devil stands and resists you. Instead of you resisting the devil, the devil is resisting you. Because you have not submitted. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand and to oppose him. The Lord said, submit yourself therefore unto the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But because you are not living in submission. Oh, you are not living in submission. You are naked. He said, come and wear that white garment. The one who called you is holy. Be you holy. He said, you cannot carry fire and carry this filthy garment. The two of them will not work together. One will kill the other. I want you to pray this prayer. Everything that has extinguished my fire. Everything that has extinguished my fire. Your reign ends now. Your reign ends now. For some of us, it's some relationships. For some of us, it's some decisions. For some of us, it's some habits. You cannot just do without burning your time on filthy jokes, on filthy movies, on filthy music. They have entered your soul. The word of God doesn't have a root to you. Begin to pray against all such fire executions. All fire executions. Fire executions that have masked your spirit. That will not let you rise. Each time you want to rise, something holds you down. Something brings you down. I come against my executions. My fire will rise again. My fire will rise again. My fire will burn again. My fire will burn again. In Jesus' name we pray. Not everybody can receive fire. If you are paper and you receive fire, you will die. If you are wood and you receive fire, you will die. The fire does not come 
on those who don't belong to the master. No, it doesn't. If it comes on them, it will come as a consuming fire. There is an empowering fire. There is a consuming fire. Let all eyes be closed, please. You are not a child of God. You know it. He knows it. You have not willingly, consciously, and deliberately stepped out to say, I belong to Jesus. This is your moment. Please step forward. I, I will not cajole you. If you are not here, you are not here. If you are here, run out. Don't wait for the next person. You know you don't belong to the family of God. If fire comes, it will be a fire of judgment. If you are in the house, you like to give your life to Jesus. You have been playing church. Maybe you were even born in church. Maybe you even have a Christian name and a Christian surname. But you don't have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with him. Your name is not written in the Lamb's book. Come out. Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to be ashamed Come out boldly. Come out. You didn't kill somebody. Somebody has already died for you. Come out. Come and take what he has given you. Is there any other person before I call pastor to please come and pray for you? Don't miss this moment. Whenever God wants like this, it's because something is coming. It's because something is coming. I would have done two altar calls, but this is my priority now. When he wants the churches, when he wants the people, it's because he's going to send a messenger. I'm not trying to scare you and speaking from what is revealed in the word. When he says warning, it's because he's coming next. And when he comes, he has a big rod. Shabaya. There are still two more people. They are waiting to be cajoled. If I were you, I would not wait further. Because today is a day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. If you will hear him and you will not act in your heart, that church heard him, they disobeyed him, and they went under. Ah. Ah. I'll give you one minute. All eyes closed, please. Encourage them. It's not a ritual when we say close eyes. It's just to encourage Thank you for listening to this message. We do believe you have been blessed. We look forward to having you worship with us in any of our services at Foundation of Truth Assembly Abuja, opposite Aso Estate, Lube Ebert Road, Abuja. Foundation of Truth Assembly, raising godly people.